Today on CityCast Philly, the Spruce Hill neighborhood in West Philly is full of these big, beautiful Victorian homes. Neighbors are trying for the third time to get these homes declared historic. But the student housing companies that own many of them and rent to nearby University Penn students don't want that to happen. So what does the future hold for this changing neighborhood? It's Monday, July 10th. I'm Trina Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Jake Bloomgard, you're the commercial real estate reporter with the Philadelphia Inquirer, and you recently wrote about the Victorian homes of Spruce Hill. Jake, paint us a picture for our listeners. What do these homes look like? I used to live in this neighborhood, kind of. I live like right next door, but in a neighborhood with very similar kind of housing. And it's just hard to overstate how beautiful these homes are. They're kind of, they look like big, like... uh, Like mansions almost. Gingerbread houses. Yeah, like they don't look like anything that would be built today. They're extremely ornate. They have a lot of cool details and the architecture is just uh, quite unique. And it's even in contrast, I mean, Philly in general has a lot of older housing stock. Uh, A great majority of the city's housing stock, as I recall, was built before the 1950s. But still, these don't even look like the rest of the row houses in Philadelphia. They're much larger. Most Philly row houses are like two stories. These are three, maybe sometimes even four. They were clearly built back in the day for wealthier homeowners. And they have beautiful front porches. There's a lot of trees. Uh, It's a very nice neighborhood. What always strikes me about these homes, too, are the various colors that they come in as well. (laughs) The paint colors, the exterior paint colors. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's really, again, it's like nothing else in Philly, really. And it's also concentrated, as you mentioned, right to the west of the University of Pennsylvania. And so there's you know, a lot of kind of restaurants and bars and coffee shops and things kind of like laced in there that Mm -hmm. the students go to. And then also there are some families in the neighborhood, grad students, professors, group houses. It's a very kind of like diverse, dynamic neighborhood. So catch us up to where we are with some of the issues happening with these homes. So some homeowners in this part of West Philly have been trying for years to get these style homes declared historic. What are they doing now to make that happen? The city can add buildings to the local historic registry, which essentially means they can't be demolished. And then it also kind of comes with some regulations that require kind of certain types of materials to be used when you're repairing the building and kind of like limits the kind of changes you can make to uh, essentially what can be seen from the street. And then a historic district is a kind of like larger regulation where you don't just do that for one building. You kind of like present an argument for why a group of buildings in a particular neighborhood should receive those kind of protections. So like iconic, like old neighborhoods like Parkside or Rittenhouse Square or Old City kind of have these historic designations. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spruce Hill has been trying to do this since the 1980s. But they've tried twice before, once in the 80s and once in the 2000s. And in both times, they were kind of 
stonewalled and rejected in a kind of like unusual way. And essentially it's because a lot of the uh, homes in Spruce Hill are owned by these student housing companies. Because as we've been talking about, this neighborhood is right on the edge of the University of Pennsylvania. These have kind of been used as kind of group houses or like carved into apartments. There's some that are frat houses and they've kind of been uh, used for undergraduate housing for a while. These companies have like been making a lot of money off of renting these homes to students, but th what the neighborhood fears is they could make even more money by knocking down the older houses and rebuilding larger apartment buildings with more units and also kind of crucially with the amenities that uh, a contemporary uh, young person might want. Like for one example, you know, since the pandemic, apparently the student housing market has uh, had a lot more call for each bedroom coming with its own bathroom because people want more like more privacy. They don't want to be sharing that kind of space with other people since the pandemic. Right. And I was going to ask you, and I'm curious, what are the limitations of interior homes that have that historic status? You mentioned some of the limitations for the exterior. Yeah. Uh, so on the interior, you can do whatever you want, crucially. And that's what with that historic status. Yes, yes. Okay. And so that's what some of the defenders are saying. It's like, oh, you don't need to worry. Like you can still have apartments. You can still do student housing in here, which is true, and which they have been doing for a long time. But you know, I think from the perspective of some of the student housing companies, they just don't want to be encumbered by these regulations. They want to be able to do whatever they want in the future with their properties to kind of like suit changing tastes and, you know, the evolution of the neighborhood, the evolution of demand, that kind of stuff. Jake, we've been talking about student housing companies that own and manage some of these properties. What has the university said about this? What has UPenn said about this? Yeah, like five years ago, the University of Pennsylvania changed its policy for like sophomores and I think freshmen and said they had to live on campus. And so one of the things the student housing companies say is that like sucked some demand out of the neighborhood. So as a result, some of their Victorians are kind of empty and they want to like retool these to kind of like attract a different demographic. And that's one of the things that's kind of like changed, like how they use these houses and why they don't want to be regulated like this. That's definitely interesting. That also then leads me to ask like, is there enough student housing on campus? And then, like, if there's not, then that basically means that the university has to expand in the neighborhoods? Well, I think my understanding is, and I have not done reporting on this in a while, but my understanding is they essentially did this because they were like, we will build more housing on campus, which they have been doing, because, you know, people who live in the neighborhoods complain about undergraduates, especially the really young ones, you know, getting drunk and doing all that kind of stuff, leaving a bunch of trash around. And so they were like, look, we'll make all those guys live on campus. And so they won't be bothering you anymore because they know that causes a lot of strife. So, Jake, like you said, this is the third time that a group of neighbors of Spruce Hill are trying to get their Victorian homes preserved. What is so different this time around? So historically, there were several different council members, all from the Blackwell family, who used to be kind of in charge of this district. And the first time they tried in the 80s, we don't 100% know what happened, 
All we know, they submitted their application and then they just didn't hear back for a long time. And other neighborhoods like Rittenhouse Square got in front of them, even though they applied later. And then eventually they were told in the 2000s that they had to apply again because it had been so long. So they did. And then at that point, the opposition became more clear. And it was the council member at the time, Janny Blackwell, essentially said that she was worried that the regulations would impose costs on regular homeowners. Oh, interesting. What kinds of costs? Yeah. The materials that you're supposed to use to repair your like windows, for example, or your roof, especially the part of your roof that's visible from the street, can be more expensive than like what you might otherwise use. Um, and so Blackwell said, you know, we're not interested in this. And she also kind of threatened to pass legislation that would require city council to create historic districts, which would take the power away from the historic commission. And essentially that scared all the historic preservationists off and their application got shelved and historic preservation in general in Philadelphia kind of was paused after that for a while. Is there current support from city council or is there anyone trying to galvanize around these efforts? There's a new council member now. Her name is Jamie Gauthier. Uh, She defeated Janie Blackwell. So there's no longer the kind of like hard charging opposition that they faced last time. But I'm not 100% sure where she falls on this. And technically speaking, city council doesn't actually have any powers over historic preservation, but essentially they can make a fuss and threaten things, which is what happened last time. And yeah, so I don't know where Gauthier falls on this, but I would say in general, city council has become more friendly to historic preservation efforts in the last like 15 years as the development boom has taken off in the city and as more older housing has been demolished. I think maybe council members used to hear concern, more concerns from constituents worried about the cost of preservation. Now they hear more concerns from their uh, constituents about the iconic buildings in their neighborhood being torn down for new homes. And so now their constituents are more in favor of preservation, perhaps, than they used to be. When would we know the outcome of this particular story? It's going to be a minute. This is a very large historic district. It would be almost 2,000 uh, properties would be covered by it. Wow. Yeah, it's much bigger than most historic districts that the city creates these days. So, and, you know, they're also, the preservationists behind this are very aware of the concerns of the student housing companies and also of, you know, regular homeowners. So they're kind of trying to slow walk this. They're going to introduce the district in chunks. They're having uh, neighborhood meetings. So they're really trying to kind of like lay the groundwork, not surprise anybody, you know, work with the concerned individuals and introduce a plan to the historical commission, which will have to approve this by the end of the year. So really there probably would be at least six months, but they are starting the process. And again, this is kind of the longest burning historic preservation fight in the city. Wow. Jake, your story really focused on the Spruce Hill neighborhood in West Philly, but I've definitely seen Victorian style homes in other neighborhoods. Are there efforts in the city with other groups trying to preserve this the style of home? Yeah, the Hamilton Village neighborhood, also in West Philadelphia, 
actually succeeded in getting a historic district created for their neighborhood last year. The architecture in that neighborhood is very much like it is in a Spruce Hill. Um, and I think their success inspired Spruce Hill to try again. All right. Jake Bloomgard, commercial real estate reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer. Thanks so much for bringing this story to CityCast Philly. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. We'll have a link to Jake's full story in our show notes. And now our lead producer, Laura Benchoff, has what else Philly's talking about. The vintage green trolleys that used to run along Gerard Avenue will be back in service in a couple of months. Billy Penn reports that the streetcars stopped running along Route 15 in 2020. But after some much-needed repairs, they'll be back in action again in September, alongside the buses that have been carrying passengers along the same route over the last couple of years. And Philadelphia schools have a new superintendent of academic services. According to WHYY, Jermaine Dawson is leaving Birmingham City Schools in Alabama to take on the new position. Here, he'll focus on issues like student retention and dropout rates. Dawson starts next month. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend who lives in Spruce Hill or takes a trolley. Rate us and let us know what you think in a review. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. You can also sign up for our morning newsletter. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.